You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly. And I'm Thomas III. We're them damn Indians. Okay, so we're just going to get the pretendian out of the room right here and right now. There has been a lot of press given to this issue that happened at Harding Charter Prep there in Oklahoma City, Mm. where an OC, that's an Oklahoma Christian University, not to be confused with Oklahoma City University, OC, that's why they call it OC. Um, Mm -hmm. Very easy to confuse. Very, completely. Um, So they had a recruiter from OC going to places like Harding Charter Prep and various schools around the Oklahoma City Metroplex. And their recruiter was lining black students up by tone and texture of their hair. And did this at a school assembly, and it was crazy, and there's been a lot of press. Well, this guy's name is Cedric Sunray, and them damn Indians have been getting a lot of information from our listeners, and we thank you for that. Um, I I was aware of the situation. I was aware of what was happening. I did not know how closely um, involved he has been in the Kiowa tribe, in many of these different tribes, and profiting off of lectures and different things like that. And so we decided we were going to start to just give it a quick Google, right? Yeah, I mean, we did we did some. Uh little bit of digging and um apparently he's he's married to a Kiowa a Kiowa woman um her her i guess her mother is one of the Kiowa legislators yes Modena Waters yes um so he has kids that are that are tribal but we started doing a little digging into his tribal ancestry you know doing a little bit of that and 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 it's interesting because we just had this this L.A. Times article come out that um, is accusing these different companies of um, basically getting millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in contracts over the years um, by falsely claiming Indian preference. So there's minority preference, and then there's another layer to it, Indian preference. So if you're doing anything that involves the BIA, um, BIE, anything like that, like it, there's there's Indian preference where a Native American-owned business will get preference over a non-Native American-owned business. Um, a lot of people don't like that, so they try to get around it. A lot of companies, you know, they, um, they'll claim um, some kind of Indian heritage that they don't have or use somebody as a front in order to get those kind of, uh, those kind of contracts. So anyways, that's kind of a big deal, along with the fact that we have Elizabeth Warren running for for president who claimed that she had Cherokee blood. And we're finding out, you know, that I don't know, a DNA test, she may have a little bit. But I mean, there's without the paperwork to really prove it, there's no way to say that you have Indian blood. You know what I mean? Same way with uh, Kevin Stitt. We're now finding out that he may not be. Native American at all. He may just be um, kind of riding the coattails of a of an Indian uncle or somebody, you know, a cousin or somebody that was, you know, in the family. However, however that worked out. But um, so now we find out that this guy is actually 
uh, a member of what is known as the Moa Choctaw Band of uh, Moa Moa Band of Choctaws, I think is what they call them. Um, the way that you can tell that this is not in any way traditional or whatever is that Moa comes from Mobile and Washington counties, I believe, which is right where they live, right in the um, right there on the county line, basically. <laughs> So that's where the MOA, M-O-W-A, comes from. Um, there's actually been, you know, they've they've petitioned to become a federally recognized tribe, and the BIA has done extensive research and has posted those, those findings online. You can go, you know, Google search for those, too, and go look that up. It found that a very small percentage of the people involved – in this um moa band of choctaws very small amount had any native american heritage at all um so it's one of those things that they are a state recognized tribe but they're not a federally recognized tribe and what that means basically for people who don't know is that federally recognized tribes meet a standard of being recognized um that they actually were a tribe a separate group of people who you know spoke a language or you know however they have their own customs yeah, they have their they have, have their, their own, own way of life yes and um states basically can recognize any boy scout troop as a tribe if they want to um you know and and what it is what it is of course and we always get back to this it's uh, it's all about money so if a try if a state can boast oh we have 75 tribes in our great state they don't have to say federally recognized tribes they just they just say they have tribes oklahoma has 39 federally recognized tribes um that's quite a bit for one one state i believe what maybe california has more than that um because they have so many of the the separate maybe uh probably alaska alaska yeah alaska's got like 239 federally recognized alaskan villages and tribes yeah that's That's a yeah that's That's a lot lot. and they all have their own their own customs their own language and yeah so now state recognized tribes those are just any anybody who has a story that their grandma was a cherokee princess and they decided to get together and have a powwow, you know, so. There um, are so many issues but that, there are, that come I mean, from. There have been state-recognized tribes that got federal recognition later on. There has There is a precedence for those tribes for stuff like that happening. Um, there's precedence for groups of a tribe to break away and say we are our own separate tribe. But it's just not very, it's not very often that it happens. There are a lot of issues that stem from state-recognized tribes trying to wield their influence where federally recognized tribes are. Um, they do not ha- enjoy the same rights. They don't have they don't have the same government-to-government relationship that federally recognized tribes do. Oh, but they'll try to have it, though. They're, they'll they're go, try, they'll well, go to and, all the meetings. But, but what they're doing is, well, we know that a, a member of a state-recognized tribe is now the head of the NIGC. 
That's very dangerous. That is a federal designation. And so that that's where we're going with that. We have a lot to unpack with this Cedric Sunray issue. I mean, we just got into it. And this this particular issue, please understand, we're going to have multiple, his real multiple, name, multiple segments on this. Yeah, his real name is Cedric Ray. He changed his name to Sunray to make it sound more Indian. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. Um, and uh, hey, we we welcome you to Google this stuff um, and just really see where we came up with it. Um, see the things that have been circulating. Everything that we see has been in a newspaper or an official online story. So to me, that has been vetted. Um, and I can't help the information that you put out there. All I know is this is the information that we have gathered, and that's what we're going to talk about. Because issues like this, that that especially that revolve around somebody coming into schools and harming young people in any way, in any way, shape, or form, he what he succeeded in doing was demeaning. Those young people. Oh, yeah. And, and, and he represented Indians while yes, he was doing thank it. thank you. You know, that's the thing about it is that we have a very small percentage of a population that, you know, there's not a lot of Indians around. When you meet an Indian, you have a... There's a it makes a permanent mark because you don't meet that many Indians. You know what I mean? Like, for, for the average person... When you bring up Native Americans or Indians or whatever, however you want to say it, indigenous people or whatever, they're going to cite a specific story that happened when they met an Indian at some point because that made an impression on them. That is the story that they tell every time they meet somebody who's ever met an Indian. You know what I mean? Like that's their contribution, this their story. For, this yeah, Indian. that's their Indian story. You know what I mean? The sad part is that people that have come into contact with this poser—that's their impression of an Indian. Well, and that's going to be their Indian story. But what his Indian wife, his Indian wife, and his Indian kids legitimize him in a yeah. lot of people's eyes. Enable him. They enabled him. I mean, that's I mean that's that that's the best way that I can say it is that, you know, allowing that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, allowing a poser to just pose like that, you okay. invited in. And th this brings us this brings us to another issue that we're going to have to discuss on another segment is the responsibility of um, organizations when they hire. Oklahoma Christian should have vetted this. But then again, is it some kind of quota? Are you trying to meet some kind of quota for your employees, like affirmative action? Does, yeah. this, does he count towards a number somewhere? Oh, I'm sure OC? he does. I'm sure that he, that he counts as some sort of minority. Not anymore. And, you know, that's what, that's what I'm saying is that, well, who says that they're not going to keep counting him as a minority? You know, I mean, if he if he identifies as a state recognized tribe, then who's to say that some 
whatever isn't going to keep on counting them as a minority. Like that's that's what I don't like. Where where do you where do you make that distinction? You know, like on the census, you don't have to prove that you're anything. You just write whatever you like. I could put that I was black on the census if I wanted to. Well, and here's another thing too with that is that how many employers are really like if I saw something for with with the Moa tribe, I would automatically know something. There are so many different organizations and employers who don't know and don't care about the differences between state and federally recognized tribes and just look at that person as a way to fulfill a quota or whatever. And look how horribly it backfires on them when they don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much is, I mean, how much of that is really, I mean, I guess it's, it's on the employer to really vet everybody that they hire. And I mean, for you to, not look past that not look anything past you know he's a tribal whatever i mean once you once you let him start working in the tribal community and he's got that on his resume though you know what i mean like what what's to look suspicious about it some dude named sunray with some you know little brown kids and he's has taught here and done this stuff here and there and has a degree, a Native American studies master's from OU. Oh, he's, yeah, there's, there's, you we're going to get into, we're going to get into <laughs> so, all of that. And we're going to continue to what, highlight this issue. Where's the red flags, issue. you know? Yes. And we're going to continue to highlight this issue because all across Indian country, this happens to us. This happens to us with attorneys, with non-Native attorneys. Um, this happens with just employees. Everybody's whole ass grandma, you know, Cherokee princess grandma. I guess, but here's the thing too: it happens so much. And what's real? Like just the stuff that we've read today online. Just these few articles. The first three articles that come up <laughs> on Google all have contradicting information. Yeah, they all I mean, contradict each other. And it's like they were all written by him. Yeah. So I that's that's some of the stuff that I don't understand. And so we are going to continue to talk about this. And you know, we invite you into the conversation because this this kind of nonsense cannot be accepted within our tribes because it's like you said, oh, this Indian guy, he's always going to be that Indian guy who did that. Yep. And I mean, it's just like every, it's just like an Indian preacher that molests a kid, an Indian that rapes somebody, an Indian, I mean, you know, you're going to give everybody a bad name, so whatever. And, but this is deliberate. This is absolutely 100% deliberate. And oh, this yeah. comes from a whole different, this is a whole different facet of of this when we're talking about actually yeah i don't even know like where to go passing. from where do you go from here because we're allowing we're we're allowing more and more of this every time we ad adopt a johnny depp every time we you know we we allow we allow people to I guess people who have been posers 
and we give them a pass. It's where we are, and we have to be diligent, and we are abs- You have not heard them damn Indians. Oh, we got some more stuff. I mean, oh, we've got a lot of stuff. Uh, we just we had to make sure that that you guys knew what we were talking about and how we were going to go through this this series. It's going to be a series let's just because say there's, there's some so depth. much to unpack. There's some depth to this thing. So. There's a lot, and the more that we find out, and the more that people are telling us, the more interesting the story becomes for sure. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're Indigenous, we're independent, and we are them damn Indians at Talk Jive Radio.